go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome to episode four of season three of League Castle. Uh, we're well underway now. The President's Cup, the Denton Engineering Cup, the uh, Newcastle Rugby League, whatever you'd like to call it, kicked off last week in in part shape with three of the five games going ahead, uh, a couple of those missing due to the wet weather, which we'll get into shortly with my guest co-host. So the first time this year we've had a guest co-host on board and uh, we've trawled far and wide and... Uh, well, I don't, I don't know, uh, don't know where it stacks up, but uh, we'll take what we can get. We've got uh, none other than uh, Newcastle Rugby League referee Nathan Everly, mate. Uh, you spared some time from your birthday week. Thank you for joining us, Nathan. Yeah, g'day, Chris. How you going, mate? I'm um, well, thanks, mate. Uh, coming to us all the way from out at Mudgee, mate. Uh, the uh, lovely surrounds of uh, the mine workers' life. Oh, mate, God's country out here. Yeah, they just can't convince you to referee out there, but that's a whole other story for another day. <laughs> just can't can't keep you away from Newcastle, mate. That's the thing, uh, mate. Um, plenty of action last weekend with uh, lots of trials going ahead. Not a full slate though in the Presidents Cup. Only the three games, so a bit of a shame that the season couldn't get underway in full. But with the rain that we had, it was almost a miracle that we got three out of the five underway. Yeah, well, it's a good start to get at least three, considering exactly what you said with all the rain we've had last week. So fingers crossed. Um, all the fields have dried out. We can get five from five in the park this weekend. Yeah, we haven't seen too much rain so far. There is a little bit um, possibly coming tonight and uh, a couple of sprinkles later in the week, but hopefully we'll be good to go. And uh, it's an early start to the round this week, which we'll get into in a minute. But just recapping the results from last weekend, we had the two games that went away went ahead on Saturday. Firstly, Cessnock going as hosting South Newcastle Lions up there at uh, Cessnock Sports Ground, Baddeley Park on Saturday afternoon. And it was the uh, grand final rematch. It was the Bar TV match of the round, and the Goannas were uh, comfortable winners in the end, 34-16. to 16. Uh, Tyrone Roberts-Davis, the pick of their players, I'm told. So uh, a good result there for Todd Edwards and the boys, and uh, probably a bit more salt into the wounds of South after a grand final loss last year and then losing straight up again to what's now becoming a rivalry against Cessnock. Yeah, well, I saw uh, on Bar TV, on the Instagram feed, I saw a nice little uh, combination between Harry O'Brien and Tyrone Roberts-Davis down the right touchline for a good try. So certainly framing up to what's going to be a good back five for Cessnock this year. Certainly is. There's some uh, very talented attacking weapons there and also at a few other clubs. And speaking of attacking weapons, uh, Wyong came flying out of the gates at uh, the re located game from Murray Breen up, up the hill to Bill Hicks Oval on Saturday. Scored 18 points in the first uh, 15 or so minutes and that was all they scored. Central came back with 16 more but it wasn't quite enough to run them down and 18-16 at half time remained 18-16 at full time as developed into a bit of an arm wrestle in the second half. So Wyong, they were the minor premiers last year, they start their season on a winning note and and the final game of the round that got underway, also down on the Central Coast, the newcomers, the Entrance Tigers, 22-12 winners over the Macquarie Scorpions. Uh, I'm told it was a fairly scrappy game, but the Tigers will be happy to have a couple of points in the bank, you'd have to think, Nev. Yeah, you'd have to be uh, very happy with the start into the new Denton Engineering Cup in the Newcastle Rugby League. 
Uh, I had one of the um, Macquarie games in the trials, and they looked very, very strong and well-drilled. So the entrants are obviously going to bring something exciting to the competition this year. Yeah, they're a little bit little bit dark horses, but um, I guess we'll wait and see what they can offer up. And um, they'll get another opportunity this weekend, obviously, and that's the great thing about now having 10 teams in the competition is it means no buys in the first-grade competition. I'd be remiss as well of us not to mention the uh, the new entrance into the reserve-grade competition, and, and you were the man in the middle up there, mate. Uh, they picked up some competition points, but they had to split them with Central, uh, the Northern Hawks up there at Tomaree on uh, Sunday they played. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good being back up at Nelson Bay for Sunday footy at Tomaree. It's been, uh, well, it's been many years that uh, I can remember going up there. So it was good to, one, have footy back up there, and two, uh, Scotty Jews and the rest of the club seem to have a uh, very good culture going up there so far. Yeah, certainly certainly looks uh, good in the beginnings here, uh, what they've organised up there, the, the combined board with, obviously, uh, the Port Stephen Sharks uh, getting together with the uh, Newcastle Hawks and, creating that merged club and they've got a good mix of players, some very talented players on their roster and undoubtedly they'll uh, provide some sides with some headaches on the field as the season goes on but uh, they'll follow Wyong through the draw so where, where you see Wyong playing at home then Nelson Bay, sorry, the Northern Hawks will play at home on the same uh, weekend against the same club in the reserves and 19s um, and, and vice versa when they play away they'll all travel so um, for instance I think uh, we won't see that for a couple of rounds yet because Wyong are at home in round two and round three. They start the season with a bit of a run, but uh, when we get to this round four and they're taking on uh, Macquarie, I think it is, uh, then they will all travel out to the uh, picturesque Lyle Peacock. But uh, let's get into round two action. Uh, it's certainly going to be an interesting one. We've got only two sides that have both played a game clashing. Everyone else is coming up against a side that's had the weekend off. Uh, that starts Thursday night. We're still waiting on confirmation of kickoff times. But we think it's going to be approximately 8 o'clock. Cessnock hosting West. This one's been a rivalry probably for the last couple of decades. Both sides have been strong and uh, there'll be no love lost here. And uh, you certainly expect that Cessnock would love to get uh, two on the trot, especially being at home for the second week in a row, Nathan. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't, doesn't really get much better than an Easter weekend with uh, another home game for Cessnock. It should be... Uh, should be interesting to see if they can follow on the form from last weekend up up there against South. Yeah, certainly. Uh, if they could start the season with wins against South and West, it would put them in good stead. It's obviously a long season, so uh, but you know, starting off two from two would be ideal, especially home games. Uh, we then move on to Friday, Good Friday, of course, so the public holiday, and uh, there's a couple of games going ahead. The uh, standalone fixture. Firstly, down at Edsac Oval uh, at Bado Bay will be the entrance Tigers with that one win and the uh, yet-to-be-tested Lakes United Seagulls. It's only just down the uh, highway down through Swansea for Lakes. It's not too far to go, but uh, uh, it'll certainly be a cracker of a, a clash down there. And you'd have to think the Tigers, after what they put on the paddock last week against Macquarie and knowing that Macquarie did an absolute job on, on Lakes during the trials, you'd think the Tigers would enter this one as uh, fairly warm favourites at home on Good Friday. Yeah, you'd definitely imagine so. It'll be interesting to see how the experience in the middle for Lakes in Sean Boss and Nick Glowey can rise to the challenge of the big entrance pack. Yeah, it's certainly uh, it'll be interesting. The Tigers do have a strong pack and some really good centres. Then you've you know, throwing the likes of Luke Sharp at fullback and Josh Mantellato on the wing, who we've obviously seen what he can do both in the NRL and the Super League in previous years and then returning for Wong last year, so... Uh, some good pickups there for them. The other Friday game on uh, Good Friday, at, again at 3 o'clock, will be up at the graveyard, Curry Curry Sports Ground. It'll be Central coming off that tight 
uh, loss to Wyong. They'll be on the road again and they'll be taking on the Curry Curry Bulldogs. Uh, the Bulldogs obviously yet to play a game with their game being washed out last week. And look, there's been a lot of talk in the off-season, Nathan, about their uh, their big-name signings. Uh, they've certainly brought a few of them in, headlined by Frank Paul Nuasala and the returning Nathan Ross. But uh, they're a fairly, uh, fairly well-structured side across the paddock. They'll be led by their captain coach, Mitch Cullen, who's uh, certainly a good asset to have on the field in himself. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. The, you know, as as you've just said, Curry have got some really strong key signings across the board, but you can't can't exactly rule central out either. With Luke Luke Walsh being the signing there for this year too, it should be a really good, interesting matchup between both Walsh and Cullen in the halves to see which half can take control of the game early. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll probably see Cullen playing in the back row for Curry this year, but. Um, yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting. As you say, Luke Walsh, he didn't play on the weekend. It'll be interesting to see should he return this week. That said, even without Luke Walsh, they've got Dylan Pythian and Jack Kelly in the halves, Cameron Anderson at fullback, uh, young Cody Bryant at nine. They're pretty stacked. But the thing I'm looking forward to here is seeing uh, big Frank Paul up against uh, Junior Rokika and uh, Witty Baker, the, the big boppers from Central. So um, that'll be worth the price of admission alone, just seeing the uh, the big boppers go toe-to-toe, mate. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some collision. Should be a really good battle in forwards. Yeah, it should be a physical one. It always is up there at the graveyard. And, and look, you you and I uh, were up there for the first week of trials. And if the grass is as long as it was that day, it'll uh, certainly be a slow track, which will add to some more physicality. So we'll wait and see. They might need to leave it a little bit long with all this rain we've had uh, at Curry, But uh, we will wait and see. That wraps up the Good Friday. The remaining games will be on Easter Saturday. And uh, the first of these are your club, mate, that you used to star as a ball boy for. Uh, South Newcastle Lions will come up against Macquarie Scorpions. Both sides coming off a loss. And uh, there's certainly um, some some crossovers between these clubs. A few players that have pulled on the kits for both clubs. Uh, we had uh, one, of the, one or two of the athletes that were out at, out at Macquarie uh, to play last year. They've returned to Souths and... There's a few other few other crossovers as well, and look, you know, Steve Kidd will certainly have his boys up for another road trip, but uh, uh, South will be wanting to make sure they get off to the right start at uh, Townsend uh, on a cricket pitch that will no doubt be uh, very unforgiving. Yeah, I was home on the weekend, and uh, I went for a walk down to Townsend, and that that pitch they were playing on it on the Sunday, and that is still rock solid. So yeah, you definitely want to be avoiding that on the weekend. Yeah, you certainly will. Uh, I used to give it a wide berth, but I gave lots of things a wide berth when I was a player, so we probably don't need to talk about that, mate. <laughs> the, the final game of the round sees the uh, Wyong Roos coming off that tight win. Uh, they will take on the Maitland Pickers, who we get to see this year. Uh, a lot of expectation on both these sides heading into 2021. Uh, as I said before, Wyong, the minor premiers, uh, last year they did lose in the straight elimination final. Uh, but uh, Maitland obviously coming back from the President's Cup. They've had a few players move on, but you'd uh, be a bit of a rookie if you underestimated Matt Lantry and his crew. Uh, they'd be chomping at the bit after missing last week's game. Yeah, and this has been a matchup that I've been wanting to see since I uh, saw the final release of the draw. So it'd be really interesting to see the experience and uh, leadership of Mitch Williams on the field versus the, the the trickster in Matt Lantry to see what he has up his sleeve. Yeah, it's the, um, the the young gun versus the uh, the experienced bull. I was going to call him the old the old the old bull, but I better not call Matty too old. He might uh, might upset him a little. Uh, he's not his grey hair is deceptive. He's not as old as he looks. Yeah, a bit of stress from coaching a successful cup team for so long. Yeah, it's been a stressful time for Matty, I can imagine. Um, but uh, mate, so that that's the Newcastle Rugby League. Obviously, as I did say, uh, we will have. 
the uh, the Northern Hawks also hosting their game. I'm not confirmed. I believe it'll be Sunday as well, but it may not be with it being Easter weekend. So um, we'll get the fixtures up on the League Castle Facebook page this week. But they'll they'll host the uh, Maitland Pickers in reserves and 19s, which will get Maitland's uh, uh, competitions underway. A little lost for words there. Uh, unfortunately for Lakes, their lower grades will uh, sit out another week because they'll have the bye with their first grade playing the entrance. Uh, but that brings to a close the Newcastle Rugby League. We might just take a little short break, mate, and we'll come back and dig into some Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League gradings. Sounds good. All right, you're back on League Castle. I am joined by Nathan Everly, uh, Newcastle and Coalfields Rugby League Referees Association member uh, and a... Uh, a somewhat frequent guest on the podcast. Uh, normally successful when it's a podcast, not so successful when it's a Bachelor of the Year competition, unfortunately for you, mate. But uh, there's always 2021, right? Uh, I mean, surely I can't lose to Sambo two years in a row. Uh, not, not based on what we've seen from Sambo this year. If uh, if it's based on his pl- playing uh, and uh, performance of fit, uh, fitness performance, then, uh, yeah, you'd certainly have to think that uh, you've got the edge on him at the moment. Poor <laughs> so, cool, Sam. He yeah. gives me something. Um, so we did, we did have some gradings available, but um, yeah, I think the, the question is, it looks like the draws have been taken down from the uh, Play Rugby League site, so we might have to have a bit more of a, a generic conversation in regards to the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League. It looked like at the last release there was an eight-team A-grade competition, which is probably where the talking points are going to be, and um, their season's scheduled to kick off next weekend. So uh, looking at an eight-team A-grade, as I said, the uh, usual suspects in there, uh, from the Newcastle and Hunter Ranks, mate, Dora Creek. Now, there's a lot of talk around Dora Creek and some of the players they may or may not have signed, and it's the uh, it's always the joys of the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, isn't it? You don't really know who's signed who until they actually take the paddock. Yeah, well, considering they had such a strong team last year with a few few players dropping back from grade clubs, it'd be interesting to see how many they've retained for season 2021. Yeah, we certainly know a lot of them have moved on, the likes of uh, the Jeffries and the Alchins. A lot of those have moved back to their grade clubs, Royce at Macquarie, the Alchins back up to Curry predominantly. Uh, but the talk around is at the moment, and I know this is someone they were trying to get on board last year, uh, but Richie Fayoso may have signed with Dora Creek, it looks like. There's also talk that maybe Marvin Filippo was in talks with them. And then the uh, the, the least confirmed of all the rumours, but um, certainly tossed about by a number of different people and different sources, is that they're in conversations with Penny Terrapo. So if, if that's their back row, I don't fancy uh, anyone having to take them on. No, uh, I can dare say that there wouldn't be as many experienced packs across the A-grade competition, but in, in saying that, it should make for really tough physical footy, regardless of who you're coming up against. It certainly will. The the other teams that we look at there, obviously Thornton Beresfield, the defending A grade premiers, uh, come on into that, come back into that competition, and look, they've picked up a couple of different players from around the Tras, but I don't know that they've signed any huge name recruits that we've been made aware of at the moment. Uh, but they've certainly bolstered from a few other local players, which will see them strengthen. Uh, the other one that uh, returns this year is, is Belmont South, and we talked about experienced players. Uh, they've signed Matt Hilder and Cade Snowden. So they'll certainly be um, around there when the whips are cracking, you'd have to think. Yeah, well, you can't really expect too much uh, in the way of inexperience from those two being with how long they've played in the NRL. Obviously, Matty quite a versatile utility when he was playing and Kay just a big, tough, classic front rower. 
Yeah, Cade's an interesting one, isn't he? He's um, a very good front rower in his own right. Can also ball play a little bit, but uh, at different times in his time in the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League A grade, discipline's probably gotten the better of him. Yeah, it's the same for his brother as well. Yeah, exactly right. So some, some quite talented footballers, and if we can see the best of them, then undoubtedly uh, Belmont will be right about there when uh, the whips are cracking. The other teams that we're going to see in that competition, uh, I believe we'll see Cardiff. Um, we'll see South Newcastle. Northern Lakes, uh, a very new-looking Northern Lakes side. Uh, obviously, the Snowdens have moved on. A couple of others have moved on as well. Jason McKenzie, their coach, I don't believe is there anymore. So some old uh, Northern Lakes players and uh, officials getting reinvigorated into that competition. Um, so, yeah, that's certainly an interesting one. Um, so, as I said, yeah, saw South. And then Northern Hawks, they'll have a second side in that competition, it looks like, at this stage. Um, so that's the seven teams. And I believe the eighth team is going to be Curry. Uh, so that'll that'll certainly be a uh, a fairly well rounded out. So obviously the Curry and South teams and Northern Hawks teams will be there. What would be the traditional open grade, Nathan, uh, which is now being mixed through. Uh, I think about five or six of the clubs have got sides entered into this competition in different grades. Yeah, and it's good to see the fact that um, both the Newcastle Rugby League and the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League are starting to get that crossover of players that might not necessarily want to play structured football in open grade, but are happy to just play the social football in the A grade and B grade competition. Yeah, exactly right. So, And, and it's great to see, and the depth of the B grade is, is fairly well demonstrated as well. I think um, you've got the likes of uh, Aberglasson, Budgiewoy, Windale, uh, Dudley, Fingal Bay, actually Fingal Bay are in C grade, sorry, Glendale, the Hamilton Ducks, Kersley Crushers, University of Newcastle. So... Um, there's certainly you know, a good depth of teams. We're also seeing the men's C grade, which will have the likes of uh, East Maitland, uh, Malaboola, Shortland, uh, Walls End, Maryland, Woodbury. So there are a few other sides there. And then we go through into D grade, which will see uh, Abermain, Awabakal, Maitland United, Waratah, uh, West, West Maitland. The uh, junior club have uh, extended their realms and put a senior side in this year, which is great to see as well, mate. Well, they're back. So the, uh, we, we talked about Townsend Oval before, Coronation Oval, the uh, Concrete Square returns. Oh, I've had many bad memories of both playing and refereeing up there, so hopefully we can avoid that for season 2021. Yeah, you, you've put, you, you might have done something wrong if you get sent to uh, Coronation Oval this year, mate, yourself. But, uh, yeah, there's certainly some, some good clashes there. And, and great to see, uh, for the first time uh, in a while, we'll have the opportunity for the two Indigenous clubs that are involved in um, Newcastle, obviously there's three now with the Northern Hawks as well, but uh, Maitland United and Awabakal both drawn in D grade, so that, they'll, uh, I know they clashed in a trial last week, but uh, that'll be great to see some talented Indigenous football during the year um, and hopefully uh, get a good turnout when they clash with each other a couple of times. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's very uh, very exciting players across both teams and it makes for you know, good football and great crowds and those two clubs play against each other. Certainly does. And then we go into the Northern and Southern Conferences. Uh, the Northern Conference is a bumper 10-team competition. We've got Clarence Town, Dungog, Gloucester, Hinton, Karua, Morpeth, Patterson, Raymond Terrace, Stroud, and Tea Garden. So great to see a couple of those sides coming back after some time away. Tea Gardens, obviously. Uh, Patterson couldn't get up last year. Morpeth as well. So great to see them all returning. I'm also hearing a whisper, Nathan, that uh, Clarence Town might have had some... Uh, Fairly decent quality lighting put in over the off-season and might be looking at some Friday nights. So Friday night at Claro, that's going to be a, a cold place in the middle of June and July. Oh, that'll be absolute themes on a Friday night. The lighting's not the problem, though. You've got, you've got to fix the slope on the hill. No, that's that's right. an absolute killer. 
That's all right, mate. If that's, if that's our biggest problem, we'll take the fields that we can get, I think, sometimes in some of the parts. So they can't all be as picturesque as uh, lovely Morpeth. So Ray Bull Reserve, I think it's called up there at Morpeth. So, uh, mate, there's, th- that said, there are some absolutely magical grounds in that um, in that competition. So, and, But you're right, Clarence Town's probably not the most picturesque field, but great to see some more clubs branching out and, and pushing Friday night football and... I, um, I know Wanji were um, another one that pushed it last year and they'll certainly be looking at it and we'll get to them in a moment. But uh, exciting to see and, and certainly in terms of just the sheer volume of games that you see on a Saturday afternoon, um, you'd think that you're, you're attempting to appeal to a different market, not competing with other sports while maybe playing, you know, Friday nights, Saturday nights or even, even Sundays with, with some of these Newcastle Hunter teams in 2021. Yeah, that's it. Um, bring new crowds in and... You know, not only make it easier for volunteers, but to try and get, you know, referees and and uh, all sorts of other people there as well to be able to help out. Yeah, certainly, and, and certainly a key consideration for both yourself and I is, uh, as you said, the refereeing numbers, and and we're certainly always on the lookout for more referees to join the Newcastle and Caulfield Rugby League Referees Association. We did have a a course. Uh, only a week ago and we welcomed uh, another 11 members into our association which was great but we'll be running another course in April so if anyone out there is uh, thinking about getting involved and you're looking at a way to stay involved in in footy we can certainly be uh, two advocates for it mate and uh, it's a great way to stay involved when uh, you're either too old or just don't have the ability or you just want to uh, not not take the beating on your body and we've seen the success of a lot of people coming across in the playing ranks so we'd encourage anyone to get involved and if they want to just reach out to the show mate. Yeah, that's it. We're always on the look for new members. Exactly right. Now, uh, to wrap up the men's tackle uh, grades, the Southern Conference, a six-team competition, which sees Budgewoy, Cardiff, Glendale, Lakes United's open grade side, Morissette and Wanji playing in the Southern Conference. So great to see Budgewoy entering two teams this year after their success last year winning the C-grade competition. Yeah, and with the smaller number of teams on the Central Coast with obviously a few of their two of their first grade teams joining the Denton Engineering Cup. It's a perfect opportunity for growth uh, within the Newcastle and Hunter community competition. Yeah, it certainly is. And, and we'll see in a moment, obviously, going to the women's as well, that there's uh, more teams coming through uh, in, in that space um, in, from the Central Coast. But we've got both Northern Lakes and Budgie that have joined us in recent years. Unfortunately, we're not seeing tall timbers back this year. Some may say that's a bit fortunate, though, because it's a fair trek. But uh, undoubtedly, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more teams looking down those avenues in the future. Uh, that said, as I said, the ladies' league tag, again, it's growing just absolutely unprecedented. The addition of the Newcastle Rugby League clubs entering that competition, though, Certainly has done no harm to the, the team numbers, but we're looking at about, uh, I believe the last count was somewhere around about 25 or 26 teams in a ladies' league tag, including uh, Aberglasson and University both fielding two sides, which is which is great to see. Yeah, and same with Shortland, I believe. Correct, they're yeah, also- sorry, yep. So, yeah, so it's certainly great to see. And we'll run through the, the initial gradings that I was provided. We had A-grade, Aberglasson, Central Newcastle, Fingal Bay, uh, Katara, Maitland Pickers, Newcastle University, Raymond Terrace, and Shortland. And then B grade was uh, Dungog, Aberglasson, second team, Awabakal, Cessnock, Hamilton, Malaboola, uh, Newcastle Uni, second team, Stroud, Swansea, and Westwall's End. And then C grade, Cardiff, Clarence Town, Dudley, Maitland United, Patterson River joining uh, in with a ladies' league tag, uh, Shortland, Tea Gardens with a ladies' league tag, and Western Suburbs 
uh, Maitland, Western Suburbs, that is. Uh, so great to see all these sides uh, returning, some new entrants. So great to see, obviously, West Maitland, they've come in with not only a men's side but a women's side as well. And uh, great to see them affiliated with their junior club uh, after we, we saw them depart a number of years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have them back and good to see the uh, development of the ladies' game as well. With Obviously, with 26 teams now. I remember when it started, you know, five or six years ago and we only had three or four teams in the second division competition. So it's good to see that up to 26. Yeah, and it's certainly, certainly good to see with those grade sides coming in that I think we'll see a bit more of a balance and, uh, and you know, Averglassen have, have rightfully so dominated the competition over the last few years. And I was only talking to some people at games on the weekend and the conversation was around it was almost like for for a lot for the last couple of years certainly that you know the likes of University and uh, Fingal Bay and Straub were sort of just playing for second, third and fourth and you know they might get a decent game when they played each other. They'd probably lose by a few tries when they'd play Aberglassen and then they'd tail up the other sides that were at the bottom of you know the A grade competition. Um, so hopefully we'll get a bit more of a balance with a couple of those grade sides. I know Qatar obviously popping up there. They've picked up a lot of girls from South who've been quite strong over the years. Uh, Maitland Pickers versus Aberglass, and there's going to be no love lost there. Central's been um, a strong performer in the ladies' league tag as well over sort of the, the history of it. I'm a little bit surprised that we haven't seen uh, Lakes United enter a side, but we might see some of those girls sort of turn up in other places. Um, but, yeah, certainly... Uh, looking great from the ladies' league tag. And, and that probably brings us on to the next bit, Nathan, the ladies' tackle with, uh, uh, at this stage, 15 teams. So, again, really impressive numbers. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. It's really seemed to have taken off. And I, and I know there's been a lot of push in the last few years towards developing the ladies' tackle aspect as well as the league tag. But uh, it It'd be really good to see a lot of ladies taking part in uh, in the tackle side of things as well. Yeah, certainly will. And um, again, these are only the initial gradings were provided a, a few days ago, or probably a week ago now. So we're having to run off those with the fact that the new gradings have now disappeared off the uh, Play Rugby League site. But the initial A grade had Aberglassen, Awabakal, Berkeley Vale, Central Newcastle, the Macquarie Scorpions, South Newcastle, Waratah, Western Suburbs, uh, I assume that's West Newcastle, and Tookley. So that's a um, that's a little little uh, surprise packet there. Tookley joining a competition, another Central Coast side, but we've had Berkeley Valley in there for a few years. So good to see there'll be a nice little Central Coast derby there. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, the, the girls of Berkeley Valley have been quite strong for a few years. So it'd be interesting to see if another Central Coast team can come in and be as dominant as well. Yeah, they certainly have. Um, they've had the, the best of the running in the competition over the last few years. So. We'll wait and see. We'll watch this space. But, um, yeah, certainly exciting to see another coast side in terms of the, the expanse of that. And as we said, there's there's four of the grade sides joining that competition, which is a new new entry or a new premise for them. And you know, quite quite impressed Central Newcastle. They, they appear to be the only uh, grade club that's uh, fielding both a ladies' league tag and a women's tackle. Yeah, and uh, it certainly shows that the, the culture at the club that they're trying to build at Central over the last few years with Heath Anderson. So it'd be really, really good to see how they can go fielding a ladies tackle team for the first year. Yeah, great to see. And then we wish all of them the best of luck. And then we've got obviously the B grade as well, a six-team competition at this stage. Looks like Abermain, Budgiewoy, Dora Creek, Karua, Kersley and Maitland United. That's going to be a fair road trip from Karua down to Budgiewoy and Dora Creek. But uh, you know, I'm sure the bus trip back, if you take the two points, will certainly make it worthwhile. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, yeah, certainly won't be as infamous as the Gloucester road trip, having to do a, a boat race before you leave. But 
it'll still be uh, well worth the trip if you can get the chocolate. Certainly will, mate. Um, we'll see a change in the guard at a number of clubs this year with player movements and different things that we've talked about. But probably the one that's going to uh, be most sorely missed is uh, a man who was formerly in our refereeing ranks and he's been at Stroud and he's been at, before that, Nelson Bay. And if you wind back the clock to the year I was born and well before you were, Nathan, uh, he was pulling on the boots for the... Uh, the Maroon and White, the Manly Warringah Seagulls in a reserve grade grand final back in 1987. So he's uh, defied time more than father time himself. Simon Chappell, mate, uh, it'll be a shame that the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League won't be the same without Chapo pulling on the boots. Yeah, and uh, you're certainly right. Whenever you go to a ground to see Chapo, you know that you're going to be met with uh, a smiling face and he's always going to put his best in on the field. So be uh, very sorely missed amongst the community. He certainly will, mate. I'm sure he's going to still keep us on our toes as referees as he's uh, coaching the ladies' tag up there, I believe, and he'll still be around. Um, but um, and, and undoubtedly knowing Chapo, he'll probably have a set of boots in the car if they ever are short. But uh, we'll just keep trying to recruit him back to the dark side in the pink jersey, mate. Oh, we can only try, mate. Always need the numbers. We certainly can. And, uh, mate, that uh, brings to a bit of a close the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League. There's not uh, a huge amount of rugby league on this weekend, but it would be remiss of us not to touch um, on the Knights in a moment. So we might just take another little break and we'll pop back in a moment, uh, yourself and I, and we'll wrap up with uh, a bit of a chat about the Knights and uh, might close out the show. Beautiful. Sounds good. Yeah, it's not normal that we would uh, get into the Newcastle Knights too heavily, certainly at this point of the season, but it's a, a brief element we want to try and bring to the show when we have some time this year. And certainly there's been some optimism around the joint uh, in terms of the Knights' early round performances, their uh, round one win over the Dogs, and then their get-out-of-jail performance down at Central Coast Stadium in round two. But unfortunately, the reality came crashing back to earth with uh, probably their worst performance of the year, and... Uh, something that they've been somewhat prone to over recent years, Nathan, in terms of getting a couple of wins on the board and then taking uh, someone who might be a, a, a fair outsider a little bit too lightly. Yeah, and that certainly showed on the weekend with the night's game for, for mine. They just didn't seem to have any respect for the ball and just a lot of little uncharacteristic errors when the Knights are playing at their best led to a very, very ordinary performance, to say the least. Yeah, it certainly did, and um, you know it's it's interesting. Obviously, they were they were missing some attacking options and attacking weapons, but uh, we need to, you know, there obviously needs to be something turn around. Mitch Barnett had his worst day with the boot so far this season. He's been radar like in the first couple of rounds, so that didn't help. Because if he had managed to nail those couple of, uh, I guess, um, those other couple of goals, then we would have been heading into Golden Point. I don't think the Tigers offered a lot, but certainly the fact that they're going to welcome back in some players over the coming weeks in those key attacking roles would uh, give uh, somewhat of a, of a bit of hope to um, to the Knights faithful. Yeah, well, I think we get Blake Green back this week and Caelan Ponga next week, so... Yeah, so, so <laughs> that, that's, that's 100% right. So Green's been named in the number 17 jersey this week. Um, I see that uh, Brabham Best still isn't back, um, so... Will be interesting to see what happens there. Unfortunately, Dom Young didn't do enough. It seems to keep his spot in the side as uh, um, Stafford Toa comes back in. Um, so yeah, it's certainly uh, certainly a good return to have uh, 
uh, Blake Green coming off the bench, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if the, if he remains there in that 17 jersey or if there's a reshuffle. We've obviously got Brody Jones dropping off the bench as well, so um, a couple of players returning in. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're going to have their work cut out. The Dragons side's starting to hit some, hit some reasonable form, so that, again, they can't take them lightly, but the Dragons will certainly miss Ben Hunt this weekend. Yeah, that they will. His uh, combination with Dusty over the opening few rounds of the competition has been quite good. Yeah, the, the main focus hopefully this week that Zach Lomax can uh, finally start to miss a few goals if he's playing tonight. Although it would be good to see that record keep improving. Yeah, so, so he's certainly been impressive with the boot. The other, the other big out obviously for the for the Knights' opponents this weekend will be Jack Bird, who's suspended, and they bring in the man who at one point held the record in the NRL for the most starts without his first win, Braden Williami. So um, he's certainly got a few wins to his name now, but hopefully the uh, Knights can add another L to his record and extend themselves to three and one. Mate, um, let's just get some 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 tips out there. These are the, the games that we can actually probably have have a thought on. So, mate, I want from you. Um, I want a uh, a winner, uh, a margin, a score if you want, or a margin and uh, a first try scorer. Uh, I'm going to go with the Knights to the victory by fourteen points. And I will be backing Jaden Braley for first try scorer. Well, mate, uh, we're not we're not identical, but I, I had a score written down here. I've got the Knights twenty four ten, and if he starts, I've got Connor Watson as the first try scorer. If he doesn't, it'll be Mitch Barnett that'll get across. So um, watch for the the late team news. Uh, they've they've switched him out a couple of times now, so. Watch for the late team news. If he starts, then Connor Watson's going to be my man. He's looked dangerous when he's been in and around there, but they've been starting uh, Jesse or Suasu Su um, in the in the lock roll the last couple of weeks. So, mate, uh, if our fours can get back to what they were doing and we can just get a bit more attack offering there um, with a bit of support for Mitchell Pierce, I certainly think uh, hopefully game 301 is a little more successful than game 300 for Piercey. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. And yeah, as, as we spoke about earlier with the... Uh with the return of Blake Green this week too, it certainly adds in an experienced operator off the bench to help guide the team around, hopefully towards victory. That's the plan, mate. Uh, well, all the best to everyone getting at the footy. Hopefully we can get a full round of the Denton Engineering Cup on this weekend. Uh, and make sure you do get out and support your local grounds. As we said, Thursday night up at Cessnock, Good Friday at the entrance and also at Curry, And then obviously the uh, remaining games, which will be played on Saturday at uh, Townsend Oval there at Merriweather and Morrie Breen Oval down at Canwall as well. There's plenty of bumper clashes. Uh, also, the Northern Hawks will be at home across the weekend. So six venues, plenty of footy. Uh, Nathan, you and I are looking forward certainly to getting out to some footy again this weekend. Uh, admittedly, uh, not supporting on the hill with a can, but we'll have the uh, the whistle or the flag in hand, hopefully. Yep. Well, uh, hopefully you can cap off a good birthday week and birthday weekend with a uh a solid performance in the middle or on the touchline in the Newcastle Rugby League. Yeah, hopefully, mate. Very very much uh, best wishes from us here, mate. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, I'll make sure to have an ale with you on the weekend to celebrate uh, the 21 plus one after you missed the 21 with COVID. Uh, but uh, to all the fans listening out there, make sure you do check out our social media channels, uh, League Castle AUS on Facebook, League Castle AU on Instagram and Twitter. We will continue to have the remainder of the second round of the People's Club. Uh, it's getting down to the business end now. We're starting to get deep in. We've had a lot of sides eliminated in recent tight tussles. I think there was one the other day, again, decided by less than 15 votes. So uh, make sure you do get on and like and vote and share and tag away. That's uh, the key to getting your team through. And 
Uh, we've got a couple more rounds to go before we will crown the ultimate people's club of Newcastle, the Central Coast and Hunter. But the only place to do it is on our Facebook page. Make sure to give the show a share as well if we can continue to spread the word uh, around the local rugby league and get some more coverage. That's great. Uh, we look forward to coming back to you next week. A big thanks to you, Nathan. Uh, thanks for giving up a bit of time. I know you've got an early start tomorrow, so mate, I appreciate your time. And uh, again, happy birthday for tomorrow, mate, and uh, enjoy your footy on the weekend. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Chris. Thanks, everyone, and we'll catch you next week. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Newcastle. Newcastle, 100 home rugby league.